everyone, welcome to our first episode of Up Your Class. My name is Nellie Thomas and our other hosts are... Uh, I'm Dave O'Neill. And... Shane Lang. Mr. Shane Lang, who probably requires a little bit of introduction, but we'll get to that in a minute. So, Up Your Class, fellas, what are we talking about? Talking about stuff uh, concerning class. Uh, funnily enough. And uh, we all claim to be from a working class background, so we're going to talk a lot about that. Are we not? We are. We claim it. We is do it, claim it. We own it. Is it right, though? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure in our case. I think it might be in Shane's. Yeah. What we are definitely going to do, though, is talk about news of the day, politics, arts, whatever we want, basically, with a class lens. Yeah, look through the class perspective. Yeah. Because it's something that doesn't, that doesn't happen a lot in Australia. Well, our my theory, and I know it's your theory, and I think it's probably yours, Shane, is that there is a class perspective in Australia... But it's usually middle class perspective. Yeah, right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> You're like pretending that that's a thought that we all just had when yeah. in fact that's the premise of the podcast. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to try and run a bit of a working class lens over the issues of the day. Sure. Over the zeitgeist. Yeah, I get it. Right. Um, so let's introduce Shane Lang because I reckon most of you know Dave O'Neill, comedian. Yeah, yeah. Author. That's it. That'll do. We Dad. all grew up with Dave. Yeah, you yeah, did. You grew up. Don't say actor. I don't like him. Don't say actor. <laughs> I wasn't going to, mate. Ah, good. <laughs> <laughs> did you grow up with Dave, Shane? Not like Well, literally. no, no. I, I remember Dave from Triple R. Triple R. Hey. When I was a volunteer, and uh, yeah, I've just, he just seems to have been around all the time. Around. Yeah, I am. That was the 90s, yeah. So you were Triple R. Yeah, I, was a, I, was, I used to do the um, the CD list on the that went up in the studio. Oh, did you? Yeah, for Beck Hornsby. Oh, before Beck Hornsby. That's a job and a half. No, for Beck Hornsby. Oh, for Beck Hornsby. <laughs> I thought Beck Hornsby. Beck Hornsby is the manager of Triple R now. She used to be an announcer there. I thought she may have got rid of you. Is it, so it, no, no, she didn't. Pre Beck Hornsby. Is it too soon? Like, have we done enough podcasts for me to go boring? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. We're Move off on a on. tangent. We're, I love you too. We're just refamiliarising. I just wasn't there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a very important station when we were growing. You, you're Melbourne, are you, Shane? Yep. Yeah, it's very important for Melbourne people that were into alternative music, basically. Yeah. Because there was no I. Triple J. There was no even rage. There was nothing. There was just Triple R and PBS. Did you notice how I did the boring thing? You just rolled right Yeah, we said. Yeah, we're mansplaining it to you. All right. Nelly, this is what Triple R was about. Cross your legs and sit down, Dave. I am crossing my legs. So Shane Lang grew up in Melbourne. Yep. Suburban boy. Where in Melbourne are you from? Uh, Kind of uh, out of north, so kind of semi-rural. Riddlesea way. Oh, yeah. They're very rural. Yeah, yeah it was then. then, it's not yeah. now. <laughs> Back no, then, a- we should explain, Shane's not 25. No, I'm not, no. No. When yeah. I say grew up with Dave O'Neill, I... Yeah, yeah, you're closer with- to Dave's age. Yeah, yeah <laughs> old dudes. Young. Yeah. And um, you are... Well, what are you on the podcast for? Because you're not a comedian. No, what, I'm what not. What are you here for? Um, I'm a working person. You are. You're a working man. <laughs> That's right. You've actually got a job. I he have does. a job, which I'm skiving from right now. Yeah, so what's your job? Um, I'm a disability support worker. Yeah. Oh, God, it's an important job. Don't be mean, Dave. <laughs> I just see those guys down the street. Do you take them out on excursions and stuff like that? I work one-on-one with people, mostly ma- males who have brain injuries, Ooh. kind of to familiarise them back into their community. It's a hard job. Yeah. So mm. you do everything from, like, wiping bottoms up to... Like, I don't do any personal care, no. I don't get all that. No. But, so you, but do you know what? That's the first thing you think, though, isn't it's it? Everyone thinks that. Yeah. Everyone, you go straight to poo. 
Yeah. Well, you I really have had. Don't. I've had my poo days. Yes, they're, you've they're had behind your poo me. Days. Yeah, you've yeah. moved on. <laughs> so you've been disability support worker for like ten years. Oh, yeah, probably two decades. Eh? You're a casual. I'm a casual worker. That's I am a whole other yeah, thing. in my current position. I'm casual. Yes, and roughly how many hours a week do you work? Forty. Just yeah, to put that in perspective, Dave and I have both had naps today. Just yeah. to like... Oh, I still right. have yeah. day naps. Yeah. Day naps, yeah. <laughs> so we needed for this podcast to have an actual working person involved or we felt it would have no credibility. Yeah, How many yeah. Hours would so you I'm, I'm your cred. Yeah, you are the cred. How many hours would you work a week? You're asking me? Yeah. Or, well, like you, I'm sure that varies like dramatically. Yeah. Um, but I would say if I had to average it out, probably 25. Oh, okay. What do you reckon? 12. But that does... <laughs> <laughs> Does either of that include like parenting? Par- no, I'm no. not thinking. I'm not talking about parenting. Oh, I'm no. talking about pure. No, just well, that's work. a job. Yeah, that is. Oh god, you're going to be the PC. You're going to be the PC dude here. I'm talking about paid employment, non unrecognised female labour. But I get paid to be PC. So that's true. Yeah. That is true. And you, your background also prior to being a, a working man is very much working class. Yeah, yeah. I my first job was at a mushroom farm. Mushroom farm. I was 11. No, no, I stapled boxes. Ooh. Dangerous. Yeah, it was really hard. (laughs) Three staples in each box. And what did you get paid? I think it was four cents a box. Oh, nice. Big money. But I was quick, so (laughs) I I would earn about 50 bucks a week. Which is a lot. That would have been like the 70s, wouldn't it? 70s. Yeah, late 70s. And what would you buy with it? Um, Cigarettes. Cigarettes at 11. (laughs) You are no, a maybe a bit later man. than that. No, I used to buy CDs, records, well, probably Lollies? records in those days. Lollies, yeah. What was your first pies job? at the canteen? Pies. Oh, I love yeah, them. We delivered. We delivered all papers and pamphlets. Yeah. And, and then we got a job in a factory after school, sweeping the floor. They used to call me. When you light, say lightning. we, oh, my brother and I, my yes. brothers, my, a few of my brothers worked in this refrigeration factory. Yeah. Used to sweep the floor, and they used to call me lightning because I was so quick on my feet. They were being sarcastic. I yeah. Wasn't quick on my, feet. <laughs> my brother's Rocket that. for the same reason. Really? Yeah, because yeah, he's slow to run. Uh, uh. What was your first job? Uh, was well, your babysitting, nickname? but then big rooster. Oh, is it like yeah. Red Rooster? Oh, yeah, but I was the big rooster. Oh. So I dressed in the rooster suit and did Seriously? the kids' parties. And yeah. twirled a sign on the side of the road kind of thing? Uh, well, it was in the car park. The parties okay. were in the car park. <laughs> Did they have a party room? No. Nah. No. Nah. This rural Western Australia. Gosh. But can I just Does Big Rooster it? still exist? It does, but it's now Red Rooster. Oh, it's the same. Oh, no, it's now Chicken Treat. Forgive me. It's now no, Chicken Treat's treat. a very Perth thing. Yes, yeah. it's very WA. Um. But just drawing the thread, we've all done factory work. Yep. Because we, you and I in particular, Dave, I think we do have to try and establish some working class credibility sure. to be running a class lens over anything. That's right. <laughs> um, let's let our listeners know. So we're going to be doing a few different segments. We'll probably do a few each podcast. Yep. So let's throw a few out there. We'll be doing Bogan of the Day right. uh, when we start doing interviews. So we might chat to a few people. Some Bogans. Some bogans, yeah. How are we feeling about the word bogan? Uh, I don't mind. It's, people use it disparagingly sometimes. But they do. Uh, yeah, that's a big word for a bogan. I think we've reclaimed it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have. Yeah. But I don't like it when we people being. who aren't bogans use it. No. Yeah. You know? My kids use it too. They're not bogans. So no, is it still in, around in the... Yeah. Do yeah. they use it to actually mean poor people? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, you know, just well, people uncouth people. People that speak with a stronger accent than they speak with, I reckon. So like, we went to the footy on like Saturday. You. 
you're like me but there was guys behind us that were they were they were more bogan oh yeah and and it's hilarious because the kids the, the more bogan the posh of the names it's hilarious like, <laughs> yeah yeah there's like a Xavier and a- <laughs> yeah they've all got surnames <laughs> Xavier get over here Xavier Xavier said on the song vinegar chips which was a disaster <laughs> let me tell you the kids haven't stopped talking about it is that that's like classing up yes yeah. Madison it is, Mackenzie yeah. All those Mackenzie. names. Mackenzie. We're going to do a segment called uh, What Would Uncle Kev Think? What Would Uncle Kev Think? Now, I, is... I have to confess in case they listen, I have two Uncle Kevs. I've got my dad's oh. Kev. And you've got a no, Kev dad. as well. No Kevs in my family. It's oh, not the actual distant. Kevs, yeah. Uncle Kev, either one or two if you're listening. Hmm. But we're talking about what? A bogan with a heart of gold? Yeah. You know, nice bogan, nice guy, probably uneducated. Yeah, and, and just looks at things that middle class people do and goes, what? 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 And thoughtful. Yeah. Uneducated but thoughtful. So what would they think about things like, well, I brought up cycling and organic food, that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff. Because my dad and has opinions on all of this stuff. I bet he does. Oh, Firm God. views. Yeah. And political correctness. Political oh, correctness. Uh, eating, eating your lunch on a table outside on the street. That's a big one for my dad. <laughs> he can't understand <laughs> that. What are they eating in the fumes for? Look at them. Bloody <laughs> idiots. My dad's big one is having to give money at a wedding instead of a present. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get into that. And, Shane, one of yours, which I'm particularly looking forward to, is Bring a Plate. Can you uh, let us all know what, what that's about? Uh, bring a Plate is uh, talking about a cultural phenomenon. Are you looking at me? You made it yeah, up, no. dude. <laughs> that, was, that, was a that was a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. Was I right, though? So instead of ladies bring a plate, yeah, because Shane Lang's uh, too PC for that these That's right. Days. So we can all bring a plate. Yeah. Bring a plate. Something I don't think that's about. even a cultural thing anymore, is it? Everyone brings a plate. No, no they really don't. They really don't. A lot of dudes don't bring But not plates. just ladies. A lot of dudes. Some dudes do. Dave does a lot of cooking, I know that. But uh, I think there is a, still a bit of a ladies bring a plate Just been cooking soup yeah, as, right. we, as we sit here. The potato salad. The you want a medal? Yeah, I know. Or a chest oh, to yeah. pin it oh, on. Hey, my wife's turned up. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do Guess Who, uh, where we're going to name, we're just going to pick a person and see if we can guess their class. Great. All right, but Are we we're going to no do that today. Research. No right? research. It's I reckon we just got to kind of go Great. off the cuff. Just from what we know, yeah, what do we exactly. reckon? Um, look, make sure you subscribe to this podcast where you get your podcast and give us a good review on iTunes. That'd be awesome. Five stars all the way. And of course, make sure you also subscribe to The Debrief That's with Dave O'Neill. podcast I do where I drive home from a gig with comedians and we chat about the gig and Nelly Thomas has been on that podcast. All right. So should we get into it? Yes. Let's start off with uh, what's up this week. One of the things that I wanted to talk about, have you two heard about this new online union movement? Why, yes, I have. No, you sent me the link, but I didn't read it. Yeah, this is exactly what I thought would happen. Yeah. So, it's actually launching today, and it's called Hospo Voice. If I said Hospo Voice to you, Dave O'Neill, and given the limited information you've got, what do you think it would be about? Hospitality workers? Hospitality workers, which are routinely... Screwed. Casualised. That's terrible. Underpaid, often paid cash. Yeah. You know, he's 12 bucks now, so you can keep your Centrelink. Overseas students. Overseas students. Have shifts cancelled last minute and don't get paid for them. Exactly. I'm sure you know nothing about that. No. Yes. So, basically, I think it is an attempt by, can we say the union movement, whoever set it up, to try and capture those workers who are outside the kind of union area 
And which would be can, a lot of hospitality Which would be work. a lot of hospitality workers. Is your workforce very unionised? Um, it used to be. It's not anymore. And why is that? Is it because the union fees are too high? Is it... What is it? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's uh, a lack of kind of community in a workplace like I, I work by myself most of the people in my organization work by themselves we don't see other workers it's we, divide and conquer yeah that's what it is that's so there exactly isn't that sharing of information there's no notice board in the lunchroom or there's no collectivity no that's it there's which none. is interesting because you'd think those social workery types would be of the union you'd persuasion reckon. yeah there's a few of us who've been around a while who kind of recognize each other yeah. we try to keep it alive but you yeah. agitate yeah we do but it's hard to and i find this ironic day i don't know if you have picked this up but so many comedians you and i included talk about class and workers rights and do union gigs and so on and we are all self-employed on yeah. our own yeah, yeah. advocating for our own fees often working for free yeah well i'm a, I'm a still a member of the meaa but when i started 30 years ago being part of the union was really important to get work Mm. So you had to have a union card to get, say, work on Neighbours as an extra. You couldn't... Mm. Or, or do... And they would regularly check venues for union members, like comedy clubs and stuff. But now, I would say, God, how many comedians will be members of uni- the There'd union? Be, and you know what? And I'm going to... I'm going to say this <laughs> as a staunch union supporter. The MEAA doesn't even have a category of comedian. I know. Which absolutely I gives know. me the shits. What does it stand for? Because we're not all actors. And we're not all radio presenters. I think we come under variety artists. So, yeah. like, they think we can juggle and... So, we haven't got our own category. Do telethons. Telethons turn up with small dogs in a cage. But you know what's interesting about this hospo voice is one of the things that I thought um, was quite fascinating. It has various sections so you can get information about the rates you should be paid. You know, all the things that you would expect. Yeah. You can log your hours. Um, but they also have a section where you can rate your boss. Oh, great. So I presume this is set up to be able to sort of alert other workers f- to dodgy bosses. What yeah. to expect. What do we think about that? Good. Yeah. Good, Good I chat. Mean, I mean, I think... I think... I think, uh, <laughs> I think the whole um, people always going to unions is very mis... It's, I don't know. I find it very weird because I grew up in that... My dad was in the union and stuff like that. My granddad were in unions, and the f- and if you're relying on the corporations and government to look after y- your safety and stuff at work, you're dreaming. The rich man because is not going to take care of the worker. They're, they're Dave. not, and and yet everyone goes to unions. It's like, what do you go in the unions for? They're just trying to protect you. There was a great letter in the paper the other day about a guy who'd worked in. I think it was I can't remember it was construction or something. And he said, "Look at my funeral. I want all my pallbearers to be non-union members." <laughs> this is like an old joke, I think. And and, they go, and, and his son goes, why, Dad? He goes, because I've carried them for the last 50 years. Yeah. They want to carry me once in their life. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I don't want anyone working for free. But yeah. they were equally fantastic. Oh, I'm 100% pro-union. My mum's doing union delegate. I just think that all these new industries like call centres are like the new factories and hospitality yep. workers. They're all... And, you know, they need unions. They yep. do need unions. But they don't get unions because... I don't know whether it's a, a factor that they maybe they unions weren't mentioned at home. No one really understands what they are. But Shane is a living, walking, breathing example of part of the reason of decline of the union movement because when you have a casualised, fragmented workplace, you don't organise. Yeah, it's harder. It's harder when everyone's casual. Yeah, of yeah. course it is because yeah, you might lose your job. Yeah, when the shifts don't cross over. And but also you're, got, you're precarious, your yeah, employment. Yeah. So if you agitate... 
and you're a casual worker, you can be sacked. Yeah, easily replaced. Really easily. And same with comedians. Yeah, But that's anyway, true. I just I thought that was an interesting um, development because they also, the other thing that I find fascinating is, speaking of union fees, well, I was a minute ago, um, they're doing what they call it, and I heard the um, spokesperson describe it as this, a Netflix model. So it's nine ninety nine oh, a month. Oh, wow. yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> So they're obviously aiming it at young people who are used idea. to subscription, mm. you know, nine ninety nine. They're not going to pay sixty bucks a month for their union fees or whatever they. But are. who does pay sixty dollars a month for union fees? Like a lot of union, like the NTU, I think it's eighty a month or yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. When I worked at the supermarket, they were just taken out of your pay packet. Yeah. The fees were taken out of your pay packet, yeah. which I bet I wonder if that still happens now. I, I think you have to opt in now. Yeah. Whereas there were a lot of professions that used to be opt out. And most people would be union members, and yeah. it seems to have switched the other way. Yeah. There could be a resurgence, though. I think Sally McManus is uh, making a bit of a difference on the. Yeah, my the fees union come front. out of my back direct debit. I wouldn't have a clue what they are, but yeah, I don't think that's not do. unusual for you, Shane. <laughs> You're not exactly a money manager of the year. I don't keep a close eye on my my bank <laughs> account. That's true. All right, I'm going to move us on to guess who. All right now. All right. I'm moving us to an area that I don't think any of us have an interest in, but it is topical, and that's Meghan Markle. Oh, you've prejudged me. Oh, you know. <laughs> I love the Royals. <laughs> Do you? Did you watch the wedding? No, I watched about ten, honestly, ten seconds because it was my, it was my daughter's birthday. We went to the footy. We came home. Blah blah. See, Shane claimed to have not watched it, and then he told me what the dress was like, who made it, oh, really? what yeah, because I read it on Beckham social wearing, media, that's... and various other things. <laughs> Yeah, it was all over the social media. I didn't watch it, I swear. But you saw the dress? A photo of. Yeah, yeah. I saw it on the paper. Yeah, so what did we think? Do we care? No. Someone compared her dress to the other princess who got married. Kate, was it? Kate's, yeah, yeah. Married the other brother. And implied that Meghan Markle had no class. Oh. oh. Well, Said so you can't buy class. Yeah, what class is she from? Well, this isn't it. So I know nothing about her except that she was an actress because I remember seeing a picture of her going, oh, that actress looks like that new princess. And, of yeah. course, that was her. She was in suits, yeah. But I have seen and heard her dad. And I'm guessing her dad is most definitely a working class dude. Well, I know her dad was a TV director. Oh, was he? He directed Mary. He was a cameraman. Yeah, but see, he, he probably was a cameraman, but then he moved up to directing Married with Children. Ah. Great. Oh. And so that says to me, yeah, but because I've worked on TV sets, cameramen are normally very quite working class, and yes. directors are often made their... The one, guys like TV directors, especially those sitcom guys, have worked their way up from the camera to the floor manager to the director. Mm-hmm. And that says to me that he probably is working class. Because like, you think of the ones in Melbourne that I know... They're all of that similar model. They've come from yeah, that. Yeah, they're all ex-cameramen. So but rags see, to riches style. Rags to riches is the American dream. Yeah. He's currently in Mexico recovering from surgery and he hasn't got much money. Uh, see, the reasons that I thought he was working class, and this reveals my own assumptions, but I've got, you know, we're going to have to be balls to the wall and just be honest about this. Because he eats KFC. So does he's the president a fat of the white United dude, <laughs> And he was banned from the wedding. So, was he banned from Well, I think he elected not to because he'd embarrassed the royals because he didn't he sell a photo or something. He, sold a he staged a photo to show that staged. he was interested in the... See, all that adds up to Uncle Kev. Bless. Yeah. <laughs> but all that screams working class to me. So I'm Good just assuming that's what it is. But what do you think, Shane? If you had to guess, what's Megan? Um, is she classless? I, I, I'm making a total assumptions, but as we're balls to the wall, I'd say, yes, uh, he would be... 
judging by his diet and his past <laughs> occupations and his health predicament and the fact that he lives in Mexico. Which must be like Australia's barley, is it, where you go because it's yes. cheap. Yeah. 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 Or you're on the land. Or you're on the land. You go and get your, your Botox and, and your teeth done and you have a little sunny holiday on the beach. <laughs> yeah, it didn't say anywhere sunny in Mexico. I... Like it wasn't in Cancun, it was... Right. Yeah, it was, yeah. It wasn't we, coastal. We may be deviating from the... Yes. <laughs> so, Dave, if you had to guess, no, just I'd on spec... No, I'd say working class. But see, Meghan Markle herself, do we... How I haven't even heard her speak. her class? Well, she, I mean, she'd be middle class now, but she's from a working class background. And, but okay. she, being an actress, you've got to be a, a bit of a scammer. So she's maybe got that working class... You know, um, get up and go Grunt. about it. Yeah. All right. So if we had to, and we'll check this. This can be our homework. I reckon what we'll do is we'll follow up later. Yeah. If you, if we had to call it, you're calling her working class background. Working class background, I'd say. Yeah. All of us. I'm saying yes. Yeah, I'm saying yes. So I, I want to hear more about how actresses have to be scammers. To- <laughs> oh, really? yeah. No, we can get into that. All well, right. That, yeah. We'll follow that up later. And also, Nelly's got a new book out. Oh, I do. Um, and she's got a. Sorry, what is I've it? I've got a possible campaign. A campaign. Go to possible. Yeah. And you can just look for some boys. It's trending. It's so, trendy. you know, it's in the top oh, line. And it's a kid's book about challenging now. gender stereotypes. Yeah, what would awesome. Uncle Kev say about that? Ah, bloody hell. That's what? <laughs> what rubbish. All right, now time for da, 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 bring a plate. What are we talking about? In oh, bring we're a talking plate? talking about Roseanne, the oh. return of Roseanne, the TV show from the nineties, was it? Eighties, yeah. eighties, eighties. Roseanne probably went through the went 90s. through the nineties. There was like yeah. seven seasons of it. So, so Roseanne, I mean, we've got to talk old Roseanne, new Roseanne. Yes. Old Roseanne was my absolute idol, and mine too. Yeah, I, you, I, Dave. Yeah, I loved her. I mean, loved sure. I, I also loved. Um, what was the one about the couple? Oh, I can't remember what's called. The one about the couple. The one about the couple. That really narrows the sitcoms down. Do you mean the Huxley? Mad about you. Oh, mad about you. I was trying you. to think oh, yeah, of good. I was making a joke. But mad it didn't about work. you. No, that's not I didn't not mind mad past. about you. But um, no, I love Roseanne. And I, I, so, someone was asking me the other day, didn't she get rich? And I said, yeah, she won Tess Lotto. Oh, in the show. Yeah, in the show. And then yeah. they realised that, that wasn't was working and she lost... All the money, didn't she? In the end, she lost the money, went back to being working class. That's what our people do. Yeah, yeah. It was that all a dream. Exactly was it a dream? Do. I didn't watch the seventh oh, season. Yeah, maybe it was a dream. Um, because Dan, her husband, died in the show as well, but he's definitely in the new series. Oh no, he's back. They're all slimmer. But anyway, just going back to the childhood, Roseanne. For me, like she was literally the only person on television I reckon that I could identify with. Yeah, right. Like she was like, you know, a fat white working class person where not everything was right where it wasn't all pc where their house was normal looking where they ate junk food yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. all the things that were happening in my house <laughs> was that the same for you too or I, not? absolutely you just I, thought it was funny? I don't yeah no i definitely identified with the the connor family yeah even the humor. not so much roseanne the humor was funny yeah you know but it's quite cutting humor oh yeah you know it's like you sort of i think for a lot of middle class people you'd think it was quite cruel humor yeah mm. but it's sort of typical yeah that's that. definitely how our family related to each other was oh, you know, that like putting shit on people so yeah. what what was your what were they having to go at you about about well me yeah um I I was kind of a dreamer I listened to music and read books you know I didn't play sports oh he's off with the fairies yeah yeah so oh, I was, yeah, so yeah. I was yeah. a sissy 
You're you were like, um, yeah, yeah. There's a character in that Roseanne Liger with the black hair. What's her name? Darlene. She Darlene. was awesome. She was my, my yeah, favorite. She's yeah. your spirit animal. She's the best. That's right. I would be. Oh, you've been in the top paddock, which means you eat too much. Ah, yeah. oh, really? Never yeah. even heard that. Yeah, thing. my brother would be his rocket because he can't run fast. What about oh. you, Dave? What were you in the family? Well, I was one of a twin. Yeah. So we were just put together all the time. Were you the bad unit. twin? Yeah, well, the, the dumber twin. <laughs> the dumb twin. The dumber twin, that's for sure. Because Glenn, Glenn was also very uh, much motivated for uh, winning awards and stuff. Not sport, but more citizenship awards. And, you know, oh, you are like Lions Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he really, he really, you know, he helped out the librarians, that kind of stuff. He's I love do-gooder. how you say librarians. Mm-hmm. Too. Is he a do gooder? He was a do-gooder. Yeah. He's, he still is. He works for Red Cross to this day in Switzerland. So yeah. So you're the you're the the poor twin. You're the sissy, and I'm the fat cow. That's <laughs> in, in the in yeah. the working class family, and with love. We'd always love. call my sister fat, even though she never was. Yeah. No, I wasn't either. <laughs> no, that wasn't Cruel. relevant. <laughs> yeah, or, or a slut. That was the other. Oh, oh shame! You've dropped that early. Term. Sorry. No, it was the it was the seventies. It was the seventies. Mole time. was big in our house, you know. We had no yeah, sisters. Yeah, we probably used mole. mole. Oh, ours was dumb mole. Oh, dumb mole's you funny. Dumb mole. Kid across the road, you say frig, frigid mole. Frigid mole, which is a uh, oxymoron. Do you know my favourite heckle that I've ever had? <laughs> speaking of oxymorons, was frigid slut. Frigid slut. Frigid, like, what do you even do with that? <laughs> so Can't going back to Roseanne, you've been watching the new Roseanne. I have reluctantly because uh, I made I, you. Yeah, no, I was going to anyway, but uh, you you helped aided me. I, I was um, I was following Roseanne on Twitter for a while when I realised that she was a she vicious troll. Yeah, she's a lost Trump, it. Pro Trump. Yeah, but oh, worse on, than Dave, that, she's I, like a Zionist. She's crazy. I just need to forewarn Dave about something yeah. that I probably should have told you earlier. On. You're pro Trump. Shane has when I say obsession, you know how kids go. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with that. Yeah, and they're they're not even close to an obsession. They're just basically saying, "I really like it." Yeah, Shane is obsessed with Trump. I'm not obsessed with Trump. <laughs> I'm obsessed with <laughs> no the resistance. Yes, no, not pro-Trump. No, no, exactly. No, not pro-Trump. But if you bring Trump into this, okay, we could let's be stop. here a long time. Oh, let's is what I'm back, Trump. back to Roseanne. <laughs> so, what did you think of Roseanne? Because I saw a bit of it. I, it was good. I, I was yeah. quite reluctantly enjoyed it. I think, but yeah, interesting. It, what was good? Well, it, it just pretty much picks up 20 years later. It's uh, They make a joke about the fact that Dan is very well truly alive still. The house is the same. The house is the same. Which I appreciated. All the actors are played by the same... All the characters are played by the same actors. And, yeah. Um, and there's a reference to the old Becky or the new yes. Becky. Yeah. It's all, you know, it's all very clever. It's well-written. It's funny. So it's Darlene's good. back. She's moved back home because she's divorced. She, she's got a kid. She's not divorced. Uh, there was no. I don't know that her and David ever married, but David's a father of her two children. She's got a teenage daughter and a yep. young son who looks like her. Yeah, 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 yeah. very good. Yeah, yeah. And um, Becky's not living at home, but no children, and her boy, husband Mark has yep. passed away. Right, and he actually did in real life. Um, and DJ is not living at home, but is has a child 
to an African-American woman who's away fighting in the Middle East and has an African-American daughter or biracial daughter. So they're trying to bring in, like, I notice, I mean, I watched the first episode and they're trying to bring, they're trying to make it more contemporary in terms of, I noticed Darlene's son wore nail polish, for example. Yeah, yeah, so he's a bit sort of transgender-ish or, you know, that kind of. He's exploring his... What's it called? Gender bending. Gender bending, yeah. He's gender bending and you sort of see that, which, what would Uncle Kev say? Oh, oh, what's going on there? Yeah, well, exactly what Dan says. Yeah, well, John Goodman took him aside and said, mate, you can't wear that. Did he? Yes. Oh, I thought... him a knife. Yeah, to, he was He was not because oh. he had a problem with the what he was wearing, but because he didn't want him to get hurt. Oh, but, but that oh. hurts, Granddad. That hurts There's, when you tell him he's wrong. There was also a great thing when where Becky wanted to be a surrogate mother. Did yeah, you see yeah, that one? Was, and they bring over the middle class woman who wants, you know, wants her to have a baby. Who is the, the woman who played her? Re, who replaced her when she? Oh, is that who it was? Yeah. Oh, is she is the mother too posh to push? Yes, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So I, we don't know what's going on there. But then, of course, Laurie Metcalf's in it too, again, as the sister who's now a life coach. Yes. Of course. She's she fantastic. She's the so best, that's best Jackie. Character. Jackie, she's so So good. the bit that I saw, obviously, which was hilarious, and I was reluctantly liking it because Roseanne has broken my heart into tiny, tiny yeah, pieces, yeah. was her talking to Roseanne and Jackie, yeah. who've obviously become estranged over Trump. And yeah, they hadn't, hadn't and spoken for a year or something. Something like that since then she was wearing the, you know, nasty woman shirt and, and all that hat, sort of yeah. stuff. So the criticism of Roseanne, you know, in the zeitgeist, as in new Roseanne, has been, why would you watch it? She's just pandering to Trump supporters. It's all shit, mm. et cetera. So do you – is that how you read it? Um, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think – I don't know how much control Roseanne Barr actually has over the content of the show, but it's, it's pretty balanced as far as the politics go. Like there is – there is as much criticism of Trump's accomplishments as a president. Yeah, I'm is that how you read it, Dave? There were, Trump wasn't mentioned in that. I saw at le- almost all saw. that episode mm. when Becky was trying to be a surrogate, and Trump was mentioned. Roseanne called the family white trash, and so it was a bit of class stuff kind yeah. of talk. But I was just impressed by the writing and how yeah, it, it had moved itself into 2019. Say like when Hey Hey came back, mm. they didn't change anything. Nothing. Nah. <laughs> it's like, nah. You've got no time. new people. You've got nah. you got to update a little bit, guys. And no ideas. I was impressed by Roseanne, but I reckon I reckon you're right. I reckon Roseanne, there's there's some people in charge that have gone, yeah, we're going to we'll, we'll write it and stuff and blah blah blah, but just you, this is what you're good at, Roseanne. So yeah. I didn't Yeah, there was, there was only in the first episode was there a reference to I think this first line that um, Jackie says to Roseanne is high deplorable or something. Yes. <laughs> and um, and then followed it because that's the bit that I saw of how could you vote for him? Yeah. And the exchange that I found interesting, even though I didn't keep watching, so Not anyway, that we'll go to that, was Roseanne then said he was talking about jobs, Jackie. Yeah, yeah. And we almost lost our house last year. But there was no mention, there is no, there's no obvious. Um, reference to any improvement in their lives like there's no no they're not better off they're still they're certainly of, not they're struggling still, yeah they're still you know they're addicted to pain meds and they're yeah they're struggling to pay for those yeah think about Rosanna the words that explained is that she's not that likable but she's surrounded by people that love her and that's why people mm. love the mm. show yeah she's tough but she's got a heart of gold yeah but also they are talking about issues and in a way this mirrors Trump even though I find him detestable they're talking about issues that have been ignored yeah, so yeah. jobs, yeah, like healthcare, healthcare, yeah. working people, yeah. you know, addiction, whatever the things that I mean, the middle class of addiction. Let's not kid ourselves, mm. but you know, they, these are issues that working people have have been neglected over. 
Yeah, and, and there's so no it, like it's not pro-Trump in that it doesn't say well all those areas have been addressed or they were improved even in the slightest. So so Roseanne um, herself on Twitter etc or wherever is absolutely pro-Trump. Yeah, I'm not sure that she is. Uh, is that, I'm pretty sure she is. I, I'm sure that I know that she hates Hillary. I don't know that she's. I think they might be the same thing for Roseanne. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I think she she likes attention and she gets it by pushing Trumps. But I'm I, giving I, you that homework. Can I give you homework? Can you find do that? Do I have to re-follow her? I'm pretty sure she's pro-Trump. Pro it says that in all the articles, but I've never yeah. researched it. I wasn't even going to try and give Dave O'Neill homework. No, no, you could. But I'm giving you some. Because she's, like, Roseanne Barr on Twitter is crazy. She's not, there's nothing, she's not, she doesn't have a distinct point of view. Like oh, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's absolutely heartbreaking. You can't give me homework. I'm already working 12 hours a week. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, out. Shane's only walk, working 40, <laughs> 40 hours a week in disability care. <laughs> yeah. Dave's got a soup to make. Get That's over right. it, Shane. Yeah, right. I, I'll, I'll pick it up. We're going to perform for a plumber's <gasps> conference for half an hour. It's you know tough. what? You give a busy yep. person something to do, they get it done. Exactly. <laughs> um, we're going to end today on our favourite segment, which I think will become our favourite segment anyway, What Would Uncle Kev Say? And Dave O'Neill wants to talk about... Cycling. Cycling, as opposed to riding a bike. So I've got a bike and I ride a bike. I'm talking about cycling as Hang a on. recreation. Hang on. Rewind. You ride a bike? Yeah, not a lot, but I've got one. <laughs> Do you <laughs> ride it to a... the shop to buy your Fanta? Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> I, ride, I, I ride it with the kids. Yeah. yeah let's go for a bike ride down. Yeah, that good kind modelling. Of stuff. And then, but no, I grew up riding bikes because yes. it was very, it was cheap. Yep. It was a real freedom. You know, we rode BMXs. Yep. We were riding that BMX generation. With no Me helmet too. was. No helmet. I had a talker, which was a we saved up to get these good. Be- you like had a, a talker. A talker. There was a talker mongoose. So T O R Q. No, 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 no. T O R. You two Red seem line? to have forgotten. What I was. You were a BMX that one, yeah. Line, I remember girls Red BMX line. champion. You were a, what we oh. called a powder puff. Remember they used to call the girls powder puffs. Indeed, and I would have kicked your ass from here to WA. <laughs> I had a red line. Oh, you had a red line. Red line was the best. Kicked my ass. For In sure. fact, I had a quicksilver. Uncle Kev bought the red line. Oh, red Speaking line, of, red the line real works, Uncle Kev. They are expensive. No. I don't <laughs> you would, you so. would have Quicksilver. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. They were still good. No, they really weren't. Oh. They really weren't. But, Shut so up. you rode your bike everywhere around Ringwood. <laughs> my, my bike everywhere. Yeah, no, no, I wasn't big on it. But I had one. Cause oh, because you're a sissy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, we loved BMX. And we used to get the train I to Laylaw to go on the, you know, and Heidelberg and Mornington and do all that BMX racing, which was big in Melbourne. So now we're is, talking. But no, I'm talking about you're BMX. Commuting. I'm talking about cy- well, cycling. Guys that get on the weekend in their lycra. I'm not even talking about commuting. I'm talking about yeah. those guys who ride up and down. Long distances. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's just to my dad, that would be such a foreign thing to ride a bike for recreation. Oh, because to do anything physical for recreation. Yeah, because I've seen, I've seen photos of my granddad with a bike, but he would ride that to work in Had the war purpose. in the wharves. Yeah, so and yeah. That, he wouldn't get it out on Saturday and put his lycra on yeah. and go riding along the river. And then the thought of this is getting a, a bicycle out, meeting guys your age in lycra who shave then, their legs. Yeah, shave their legs, and then <laughs> going to a cafe to get a, a heated warm milk drink. 
Yeah. And then sitting around talking and then getting back on your bike and riding home. It's just the when you think about it, it is a very middle class thing. But if you look at it historically, that would be because all of our like if we're talking dads, which we're mainly talking about at this point, yeah. all of our dads would have done some sort of physical labour. So you wouldn't need to top up your physical activity on the weekend. You haven't sat on your ass all week in an office. Yeah, you drank beer and you bet on horses. That's, that's what... right. You bet on horses and smoked and drank and you were all right until mm. you died at sixty. So you're riding around yeah. for these guys, presumably deliberately trying to get some extra exercise. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're all actually... No, they're obsessed. I don't, it's not even recreation. It's like an, an obsession. Is yeah. it though? Yeah, the people I know who cycle, yeah. Who do you know who cycles? Other one than person Dave? I'm thinking of. Right, one person. Yeah, but right. I, I don't have like or anything like that. So I, I, oh, I, heaven forbid. No, God, no. But, you know, I made a joke about cyclists on the ABC and then they attacked me and they all ganged up on me. <laughs> <clears throat> what all these they... Hamishes and James and Charles all attacked me about. Well, I, used, I do a joke about how I don't like cyclists when there's they they get together and there's two of them. They they ride together side two or side. three. And I'm just like yeah. they think they're a car. And I go, they're not a car. And then I say, you know how you know they're not a car when you hit them. They don't react like a car. Oh, and like, mm. oh, oh and I'm slow. Would you I... like to share your views on vaccination while we're here? I... <laughs> I'm not an anti-vacker. That's all right. But, you know, my, but the thing is, I always say to them, I ride a bike, but I'm not one of those guys. You know what I mean? Well, and I do think doing other, let's put aside football and like organize, you know, cricket, organized sport, the idea that you would have to create separate time to be physically active is quite an anathema to work Going to a gym. People. Going yeah. to a gym. My dad always goes, yeah. oh, you see these people, they drive to the gym. Why yeah. they bloody walk? They yeah. get for free. Walk That's the like, dog, mate. They got bikes that go nowhere. In that gym. But also you <laughs> you come home tired yeah. from physical work. Yeah. You come home physically tired. Well, my dad was on his feet. He was a trades teacher for most of his life. And so yeah. they're on their feet in workshops. Yeah, exactly. Yelling at apprentices all exactly. day. Exactly. So you don't need to ride your bike. What about what would what would Uncle Kev slash whoever we're talking about say about cycling as commuting? Oh, I think they'd, they'd be fine with that. I think they would. I think they'd be fine with that. You know, I did a gig at Mars Ballarat, and there's a lot of guys. I noticed a lot of guys riding bikes for the factory, and the guy, the other guy, yep. went, yeah, that's because they've all lost their licenses. That's oh. why they're riding their bikes. Yeah, so it's a practical thing to do. It's, it's a practical, it's practical thing. You don't have to pay for petrol. Yeah. You don't have to pay for parking. You've got to get from A to B. You've got to get from A to B. So we've, we've got to separate out. Yeah. Recreational riding, commuting from the Lycra Brigade on the weekend. I think you've nailed it, though, when people put aside uh, an hour or so to get physically fit. Yeah. That would amuse my, people like my dad. That would Absolutely. find that very amusing. Although, yeah, apart from playing footy yeah. or that cricket or something like that. Well, the whole idea of work-life balance, is that kind of... Yeah, a, yeah that would be... Oh, don't even start on... Can <laughs> yeah. you imagine what Uncle Kevin said about work-life balance? <laughs> you finish at five, you're home by six... <laughs> Right, you have your di- tea. Your dinner's waiting for you, then you're channel on channel nine until you fall asleep. <laughs> as long as you're home for today, tonight, you'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's and right. Yes, my dad used to fall asleep, and you couldn't change the TV's channel without him waking up and chastising you for it. Oh, oh, yeah. But he wasn't watching it, he was snoring on the couch. And Would he watch country practice? God, no. Oh, not okay. soap. Dad's in like soap operas. No, right. no, no. Country it practice all is not a current soap affairs opera. and oh. news. No, it's a documentary. Oh, okay. My mum had a day off when Molly died. No oh, bullshit. Wow. Really? Absolute true fact. It's amazing. That was pretty much a zeitgeist, though. Yeah, yeah we were invested. <laughs> so have we um, solved any class issues today at no. all? No. No, but we've had a chat. We've had Can a chat. Yeah. We've met Shane Lang. Yeah. Um, we've, had, we've learned a little bit more about Dave O'Neill. 
Yeah, I never knew you were a twin. Is it no, I'm a twin? Yeah. I keep it secret. He's the bad twin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not here in the country. He's as skinny as you too. Shane's quite skinny. He's a very skinny man, so I keep him away. Because <laughs> he works. He's not that skinny. <laughs> works. He doesn't work that much. <laughs> no, Dave's twins like got a proper job and like yeah. an accent and everything. Oh, he, an he accent. Yeah, he, he got to like it. speaks like this. But I mean, I was I was just over there visiting him with my family. I, I viewed him at work, and it's he's a bit like me. He probably worked about twelve hours a week. So. Yeah, right. His wife yeah. goes off to a corporate Swiss banking job. That's that's the purview of the middle class. We'll get into that's that That's striking the work, work, work life balance. Work life balance. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we've learned that Nellie Thomas was a BMX champion. Yeah, yeah well, powder puff. everyone else knew that, but you two didn't. Did you call yourself a powder puff? Absolutely not. No. Was I've, that just I've been a feminist for years. Yes. Powder yeah. puff was generally what they were called, though. Yeah, yeah. that's what the term. announcer what they would were say. Called. Yes, I do remember that term. Yeah. I choose not to use it. I always also remember the term slut. And I'd choose not to use that either. <laughs> and we'll be returning to that, Shane Lang and Dave O'Neill. It was the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.